You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. It is great to be back with you for another episode of the show that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. Speaking of moms, today is all about my perspective on a few things as a mom who also happens to be a wardrobe stylist. Over the summer, there was a TikTok trend that I absolutely loved. I love TikTok. I'm obsessed with it. And it was people from different professions sharing things they don't do with their own kids as a parent and a professional, like things I don't do as a doctor and a mom or things I don't do as a teacher and a dad. You get the idea, right? I thought this trend was just so fun. I had every intention of doing a video for it, but like every good TikTok or reel I plan to do, I just didn't. One of these days, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get my act together. I promise. I'm, I'm, I'm at least going to try. Let's leave it at that. I'm going to try. The good news, though, is that this is a really good subject for a podcast episode. And with podcast episodes, you don't have to worry about the topic not being a trend next week and all of your hard work just being useless and out the door. The amount of time it takes to create content that disappears in a few days is absolutely crazy to me. I don't know how people are doing it. I feel like this is just unsustainable for creators who also have to do like their actual jobs, but that is a rant for another day and hats off to everyone who is out there crushing it on TikTok and doing their reels. I'm so proud of you. Someday I will join you. I promise. All right. But here we are with a past its prime TikTok trend talking about five things I don't do with my own kids as a wardrobe stylist. Before we get to what those things are, I want to share where I'm at as a mom, because these things might be different for you, depending on whether you have boys or girls or how old they are. And I just want to share that this is the lens that I'm in right now. First, I am a girl mama. I was put on this earth to be a girl mom. I'm sure I would have loved having boys. I absolutely adore my nephews, but honestly, I only ever wanted girls. And sometimes the man upstairs throws you a bone. The funny thing is, though, neither of my girls is really girly. They have never been the glitter unicorn type, thank God. And I rarely, rarely see either one of them in a dress. But I just love having girls. I love everything about it. The fact that I'm a girl mom matters in this conversation because a mom's relationship with her girls, especially when it comes to clothes and beauty and self-image, is different from a mom's relationship with her boys. My friends, this is a hill I am willing to die on. Whenever I talk about this on the show, we get messages about how it's really important for moms and boys to feel good about themselves too. And I agree with you. This is me agreeing with you. It absolutely is important for you to feel good about yourself. When you feel good about yourself, you show up better for your whole family, regardless of the makeup of your family. Everybody gets a better you when you feel good about yourself. It's one reason that I think All moms should prioritize self-care, but it is different with daughters. It just is. If you want to send the email about how it's the same thing for boys and there's absolutely no difference, 
great. Go ahead. You can send it to podcast at youreverydaystyle.com. We love to hear from you. We really do. But I'm quoting from an article here on parentmap.com. Research has shown time and time again that the same-sex parent has the most influence on a child. With girls in particular, mothers have the biggest effect on body image. According to Dr. Leslie Sim, clinical director of the Mayo Clinic's Eating Disorders Program, moms are probably the most important influence on a daughter's body image, end quote. I will link that whole thing in the show notes. You can go check it out for yourself. It takes absolutely nothing away from our boys to acknowledge that we have a special or different stewardship as moms of girls. And I think a lot of what I share today will also apply to parenting your sons, but this is all through the lens of a girl mom with that special, I don't know, I I guess just acknowledgement that as moms, we have a little extra responsibility with our girls. I also want to acknowledge that I have a tween and a teen. My role as a mom and my perspective as a stylist who's a mom has changed and evolved over the years, and it will continue to do so. Not everything I share today will apply to little kids or to grown and flown adult children. This is the perspective of where I'm at right now in this season of life. I am not one of those people who says to women on the street, oh, you just wait till they're older. I think that's super insulting as a parent. I just, I can't stand it. So I'm not telling you if you have little kids what to do. If you have grown and flown children, I acknowledge that it's going to change for me at some point too, but this is who we are today. Finally, I will be the first and the loudest to say that I am not perfect. There are times I do these things, even though I try really, really hard not to. I'm human. It happens. But I always see the reaction in my girl's eyes when I slip up and it snaps me back to the mom that I strive to be. I really, really try, but I have broken every single one of these at one point or another. So just to recap, I am the imperfect mom of two girls, one teen, one tween, and these are five things I don't do as a wardrobe stylist and their mom and why. You ready? All right, let's hit it. First, I don't criticize current trends. You hear me say this on every trend episode that we do on this show, and I believe it's important to stay open-minded all the time for a lot of reasons, but it goes deeper for me as a mom, and here's why. Criticizing everything that's new and different is a really good way to get shut out of your kid's life. Nobody wants to be told that what they like and what's current in their world sucks. It just feels bad. And they'll eventually be less open to you if they feel like you hate everything they like. For me as a mom, this goes way beyond clothes. A big thing I do is not criticize the music they listen to either. As a matter of fact, when I pick up my teen, I always tell her to put her playlist on in the car. And we listen to things like Tyler, the Creator and Hozier and Vans I never would have heard of or listened to. Do I love it all? Nope, sure don't. Is it important to me that she feels she can share what she likes and not feel criticized? Absolutely. It's just one way to keep our communication open. Here's the thing. Whatever is trending now for your child's age is trending for them, not for you. So stop looking at their things through your lenses. Just because they like it doesn't mean that you have to, or frankly, that you should wear it or listen to it, whatever. As a wardrobe stylist, I come across clothes I love every single day 
for other people, things I wouldn't want to wear for myself, things I don't really like for myself, but I can recognize and appreciate them for the aesthetic that they are without wanting to wear them for myself. It's a really fun skill to have. Everyone should try it. I heard a term in church the other day that I loved called chronological snobbery, which according to Wikipedia is an argument that the thinking art or science of an earlier time is inherently inferior to that of the present. It was coined by C.S. Lewis in the 1930s. You can name examples of chronological snobbery in every facet of life from technology to music, whatever. And it's frankly one of the joys of having teens and tweens that you get to hear how everything we had was lame and how it's so much better now. It's great. Love that part. But it got me thinking, often as we age, we engage in reverse chronological snobbery, meaning that as adults, we get stuck in the idea and thinking that everything back in my day was great and everything that came after it is terrible. You know what? What we wore 20 years ago was terrible and ridiculous too. Just look back at the pictures and you go, oh, what was I thinking? But we liked it. And then we evolved. We need to give our kids the same freedom to like what they like, even if we don't. So next time your daughter or your son likes something that you don't like, if you can't bring yourself to actually get on board for them and mean it, instead of criticizing it, simply say, I think that's perfect for you. Or, oh, I can totally see you wearing that. And then on the way home, ask them to put on their playlist. This one has the added benefit of helping you not become an out-of-touch fuddy-duddy. So it's a win-win for everyone. All right. The second thing I don't do as a mom and a stylist is tell them what's flattering. I think you guys might be surprised by this one, but I think flattering is a really problematic word. I, I do. I wish we lived in a world where flattering meant anything other than skinny. But the reality is when I ask my husband if something is flattering and he says, I like the color blue, I get annoyed. What I really want to know is, do I look skinny in these pants or not? That's the question I'm asking. When you tell a child something is flattering, you're also telling her some things aren't. And I don't think kids of any age need that baggage. There is plenty of time to get all up in your head about your body shape and what looks good on you and what doesn't and what you can wear and what you can't wear because of some internet list of rules. There is time for all of that, but it is not when you're young. You know, in my last episode, when I was talking to our new stylist, I shared how my mom used to tell me as a kid that raglan sleeves were flattering. But she was also communicating without words that I didn't look as good in other things. I went through a long period where I thought anything other than a raglan sleeve was unflattering. In my 40s, I'm so glad that I have this knowledge about raglan sleeves. I really am. I look for them all the time. But at 10, I just inherently knew I didn't look good in some things. And I have to share with you, it feels incredibly disloyal to say that now, ha having just lost her. But it's the truth, and I'm going to keep it real. As a kid, it brought baggage that I just didn't need to have. I always cringe when people say that they share my content with their younger daughters. Friends, I don't share a lot of this content with my younger daughters. I mean, you, you have to know that I know exactly how to dress their bodies, and you have to know that I don't tell them any of it. I don't. And if you are sharing my message with your 
daughters. I hope what you're sharing is the message that you should wear what you love, have fun in, and what you feel confident in. And not that high neck tops make your shoulders look broader and your boobs look bigger. That's not a message for young girls. I had a client years ago, and maybe I've shared this one with you, I don't know, but she was a young woman, freshman in college, who had been given my services as a Christmas present from her mom. This is the thing that started the the no services for Christmas rule that I had. Anyway, she was given this service and she was kind of confused as to why she was there. And I was kind of confused as to why she was there. She didn't really seem to want or need this, but whatever, we went shopping. We had a great time. This girl was really small. She was like a two or a four, but she was definitely pear-shaped. And one of the things that we worked on was finding jeans that fit well, which in my opinion is a life skill that everyone should know. The weather when we shopped was getting warmer and shorts had just hit the stores. You know, those first few weeks when you're like, oh, I can't wait to wear those. So we ended up in American Eagle. We were trying on some festival appropriate shorts. They were short. They were frayed. They showed all the lumps and bumps that there were to see. And you know what? She felt fabulous in them. She just lit up. It was so clear that she felt amazing. And she she turned to me and she said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, how do you feel in them? She said she felt great. Friends, there were mirrors in the fitting rooms. There were. She saw everything I saw and she didn't care. She just felt great in these shorts. This is what her friends were wearing. This is what she wanted to wear. Who am I to steal that from her? Who am I with my limited definition of flattering to say that she shouldn't have the joy of wearing those cute, trendy shorts? It's not my job. The next day I got a call from her mom who was mad, like mad, mad, mad. She chewed me out. She told me it was my job to teach her daughter to dress her body shape in a flattering way. And she didn't send her to me to look worse than she did before. I mean, it was, it was big. I won't tell you what I said because it probably wasn't all that kind and loving, but long story short, what I did say was that it was actually my job to help my clients feel good about themselves, whatever that means to them. And that's exactly what I did. I did my job and I did my job that day well. Beware of the F word, the flattering word when it comes to your daughters and think of all the baggage that word can bring. Their young shoulders, broad or not, just don't need it. The third thing I don't do as a mom and a stylist is care what my daughters wear. Well, at least most of the time. Let me, let me explain. When it matters to me what they wear, I communicate it well ahead of time. There is no, you're not wearing that rules that are made up on the fly in the moment, in the morning before they're getting dressed. No way. If we were doing something like family pictures and it mattered to me what they wore, and it would matter to me in that instance, I would communicate that well in advance. And for the longest time, I know I've shared this on the show, my rule was a ban on the three Bs. I didn't want to see bellies, butts, or boobs. Now, with crop tops being a trend, I have relaxed on that one. But if one of my girls came downstairs dressed in booty shorts that showed like the butt cheek at the bottom, no way, absolutely not. And they know those rules, so they can't be surprised by the enforcement of them, right? They also have to wear clothes that fit. Those are my rules. Pretty simple. Beyond that, though, I don't care. Not one bit. They want to wear graphic tee for school pictures? Have at it. They want to dress like a colorblind clown for school? Be my guest. I don't care. I think so many moms feel that what their kids wear is a reflection of them. 
But I'm willing to bet that none of my girls' teachers, when they were going through their very colorful, very exuberant wardrobe phases, thought, huh, that child's mother is a wardrobe stylist, and yet she put that outfit together? I would never hire her. Nope. I'm guessing what they thought is, that child picked out her own outfit. That's it. That's them. It's not me. Years ago, I was at a speaking engagement, and before it started, I was chatting with some of the women in the group. I shared the absolute insane outfit that one of my girls had left the house in, and we were just having a good chuckle about little kid fashion sense. One woman piped up and said, oh no, if my daughter comes downstairs looking like that, I tell her to turn right back around in change. I just kind of stared at her like, oh, I bet you're fun at parties. But what I was really thinking was, So let me get this straight. Before your six-year-old or seven-year-old daughter has even left the house in the morning, she's gotten the message that she's wrong or not good enough. Friends, the world can and it will tell my kids that they're not good enough, but I'm not going to participate in that message for something as unimportant as what they wear to school. I'm going to be in the cheering section telling them to put on one more accessories if that makes them feel good. One morning, I was putting on my makeup in my bathroom, and I could see my older one come into my room behind me in the mirror. She was maybe five at the time. She was little. And what she was wearing was so, um, wow. It was so wow. And all I could say is, wow, that is an outfit. It It was really that epic. And she just lit up, and she said, I know. Sometimes I put things together that people wouldn't think go together, but then I look at myself, and I think I look great. Again, who am I to take that from her? That one moment has stuck with me for close to a decade, and it's been one of my parenting North Stars. Who are we to take that away from our kids because of opinions? And that's all style is, friends, is just opinions. The other thing not caring about what they wear does is help them find their own style and what works and what doesn't. So much of style is trial and error. If you're in our capsule community, you know in the Q&As when someone asks, can I wear this with that? My response always is, did you try it? Did you put it on your body? When you did, what did you think? If you're not allowed to try and experiment when you're little, it gets really hard. It gets much harder as you get older. One day when my oldest was in fifth grade, she was putting an outfit together and she could just tell it was off, but she couldn't really tell why. Then she said, I think I need shorter shorts. This feels country. Her word, not mine. Still don't know quite what that means. You know what though? Shorter shorts were exactly what the outfit needed with the length of the top she was wearing. I didn't say anything. I didn't tell her what to do. She figured it out on her own and started to understand proportion, which frankly is the secret to good style. It was such a proud stylist mom moment, I will admit, but she got there through trial and error all on her own. I've had the experience of working with a lot of women whose mothers cared a whole lot about what they wore, and all of these women came to me really well-dressed, but inherently unsure of themselves when it came to style. They just wanted to look right. They were so concerned with being right, like style was a test you could pass or fail. They wanted all the rules. They didn't want to deviate. They didn't want to try anything. It was really a stressful way to build a wardrobe, and it wasn't fun for them. What a terrible, terrible gift to give your kids. Give your future adult women the gift of having fun with style and 
experimenting and not taking themselves too seriously. The fourth thing I don't do as a mom and a stylist is tell them that what they wear doesn't matter. I know this sounds like a contradiction given what I've just said, but let me explain. A lot of moms, especially teen and tween moms, forget what it's like to be that age and feel like everyone is looking at you all the time. It's such a conspicuous feeling time of life. And yes, as moms, we can and we should tell our kids that people are more concerned with their own situations than they are with what you're wearing. But I feel like that that's a message you really start to digest in your 20s and 30s and even beyond. Teens and tweens don't have the benefit of age and not caring what other people think about them just yet. And I absolutely respect that. Also, I preach to you all that you can dress yourself for the day you want to have, that what you wear makes you feel a certain type of way. So why would it be any different when it comes to my kids? I know I'm sure there is value in being counterculture because your mom wouldn't buy you the jeans that everyone is wearing or whatever, but my kids are just going to have to get a different character building lesson. I will buy those jeans. I just will. Within reason and my ability, of course. Now, I fully admit that I'm in a good position where buying those things within reason isn't a huge financial reach. We can afford to do that. But one of the good things about fashion today, one of my favorite things, is that kids are actually a lot less label obsessed than they used to be. I don't know if you guys grew up in the 80s and 90s, but it it was that your jeans had to have the right logo on the pocket. They had to have the right stitching. And if they didn't, you felt totally conspicuous all day long. But today there are so many options and the trendy things are often not the most expensive things. And what's trending comes in so many different price points that you can get the look that you want to get without totally breaking the bank. It's always been important to me as a mom to model the idea that clothes don't make you the person you are, but that you can use them as a tool. Like I always say, I don't love clothes. I love what they do for women, including my own young women. If clothes help them feel more confident, I do not have a problem with that. The final thing I don't do as a wardrobe stylist and a mom is model behavior I don't want my daughters to do as adults. This is a big one. One of the most valuable things that my life as a stylist has given me is insight into the deep struggles women have that manifest themselves as wardrobe issues. I tell my stylists in training that it's not about what's in a woman's closet, it's about what's in her head and her heart. Her wardrobe is just a physical representation of that. Often when I would have a difficult client or a client who was just really struggling, I'd just gently shift the conversation and say things like, well, tell me about your mom. Did she like to shop? Did you shop together? Did she like to get dressed? You know, those kinds of things. And quite frequently, we could find the struggles that she was having rooted in her mom's behavior and the lessons that she learned as a young girl about how to be a woman, which goes back to what I said in the beginning, that it's just different. There were two big themes that I came across all the time. The first one was body dissatisfaction. What we say about ourselves and to ourselves does not fall on deaf ears. Little people even big little people, they're listening. And it doesn't even have to be the words we say. It's how we feel about ourselves. Dissatisfaction has a palpable energy. I'll never forget the client who told me she never talks about weight or about dieting with her daughter, but her young daughter was still calling herself fat all the time. Okay. But during our closet edit, she told me how much she weighed when she purchased 
every item of clothing in her wardrobe. That was an important number to her. Usually women would tell me where they got it, how much they paid for it. She told me how much she weighed when she bought every single thing. And then she'd say, oh, I have to lose 12 pounds to, for these to fit like that again. And she'd talk about how much she better she liked her body when she bought that dress, whatever. Her body dissatisfaction was like a cloud around it. You could feel it. I, I could not wait to get out of there. It was just this overwhelming energy. And I don't think she needed to talk about dieting with her daughter. I'm sure her daughter could feel it too. In 20 years, I don't want my daughters to feel like they can't buy the good jeans or that pretty dress because they should be 10 pounds lighter. Like just the thought of that makes me really sad for them. They deserve wonderful things regardless of what size they are. But that's a lesson that I have to model now. I can't say, well, I'm just going to get through one more season with terrible jeans and clothes I hate because next summer I'm going to be skinny or whatever it is. I hear that so many times for women. We're living in this way of like our real life is going to start when we lose the weight. And so we're just going to get through until then. But if you want your daughters not to live a life where they're just getting by until their body is acceptable, you got to do that now too. The other big thing I saw adult daughters take away from their moms is a sense of value and self-worth. Look, I get it. As moms, we put everybody's needs above our own, but is that really the best plan all the time? I don't want to raise girls who put themselves on the bottom of the needs ladder every single time. I worked with a client who hadn't bought new clothes in five years, and she'd actually started cutting her own hair because she felt bad spending money on herself when she could be spending more money on her kids. What? What the what? They weren't struggling for money. As a matter of fact, when I was there, her husband was like, buy whatever she needs, buy whatever she wants. This was not an issue where they couldn't afford it. She just felt like the more she sacrificed, the better mom she was. I asked her to imagine visiting her young daughter in 30 years and finding out that she was cutting her own hair and buying nothing for herself so that she could give more to her kids. And that thought made her cry. And you know what? Good. I'm glad it did. Because if you don't want your daughter to live that way in 30 years, don't model that behavior now. And that was, was kind of a big aha moment for her that, that we had the ability to change how her daughter felt about herself in 30 years by just going to a professional for a haircut. Like that's pretty, that's a pretty simple thing to do. I want to visit my girls in 30 years and find them feeling great about themselves, taking time for themselves, whatever that means, whether it's to get a manicure or to go on a hike. I want them to have clothes that make it easy to live the lives they want to live. I want them to model for their children that it's okay to use family resources on yourself because everyone in the family matters, including mom. And I want them not to feel guilty for any of it. But in order to raise those women, I have to be that woman. And sometimes, sometimes I do feel the guilt. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really buy this. I don't need another winter coat. I don't need this. I don't need that. But you know what? I love it. And I'm going to show them that it's okay to buy things you love. And I push that guilt down and I do it anyway. So with that, I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes of all time from Naomi Wolf, who is the author of The Beauty Myth, who said this, a mother who radiates self-love and self-acceptance actually vaccinates her daughter against low self-esteem. 
I just love that so much because what we as mom do for ourselves has a huge impact on our daughters. And if you can't bring yourself to go buy the great jeans for you, do it for your daughters. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. All right, friends, there you have it. Five things I don't do as a mom and a wardrobe stylist. I hope that it's given you some food for thought when it comes to your own kids. And as always, use what works for you and forget the rest. That's it. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that. 